G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Are these just myths or are Australian parents concerned about behaviour standards dropping in schools or that a secular society is denying the importance of God and our national Christian heritage? What about the rise of these radical gender theories creeping into many of our schools? And sometimes parents don't even have the access to know if that's happening in their school. Well, there are lots of concerns that parents share about their children's education. And an increasing number of parents are opting to homeschool their children. There's an expectation that with an annual growth rate of around about 8%, there could be as many as 50,000 homeschooling families in Australia within the next 10 years. So let's unpack some of the issues around homeschooling today. Stuart Chapman is joining us. He is the coordinator of homeschool support services for Southern Cross Educational Enterprises. Now, that's the largest homeschool provider in Australia. He's an international speaker, having presented research at homeschool education conferences around the world. And Stuart is the father of five homeschooled children who are now all adults. And a special welcome to you, Stuart Chapman. Hi, Neil. Great to be with you. Stuart, let's start with uh, just a little bit of your background because uh, you're, uh, you've worked in engineering, uh, school teacher, school principal, and having raised five homeschooled children, uh, tell us about how your family's worked out. Yes, so uh, we have five adult children now. We have two married. One is uh, 28 and the youngest is 21, so they're all fairly close together, about 18 months apart. And my oldest son uh, is a, a megatronics engineer. My second son is a painter and decorator. My third son is a graphic designer. And my daughter, only daughter, she's studying early childhood teaching at the university in the second year. And my youngest son is a, doing his apprenticeship in, in trade. So we've got... Uh, Three university train and two tradies, so it's a, it's a nice mix, actually. And uh, thank you so much for uh, sharing that personal detail, because when we talk about personal details, sometimes when people think about homeschooling, uh, they think, oh, I wonder whether that'll put my child's career at risk. In fact, what you've just demonstrated is that actually your child's career may actually be enhanced by a homeschooling opportunity. Uh, is this the way that you're seeing this happening uh, throughout families around Australia? Well, the research has actually shown that those uh, students uh, who actually are home educated have a stronger uh, educational outcome, and they're also more likely to be entrepreneurial uh, than a school a student that goes to school, and uh, they've also got more flexibility to pursue their dreams, whereas in a school you're actually uh, forced to do the uh, the state curriculum. So there is a lot of flexibility. Look, it doesn't work for everyone, but it's been our experience that uh, homeschooling is a very viable option. And what we're now finding is that uh, unlike uh, the case 20 years ago, it's a lot easier for students who are home educated to go on to tertiary studies. So I think um, 
people should have every confidence that their child will have uh, good education. And uh, the other thing that we did was also encourage our students to get out there and do some, uh, get some part-time jobs when they were younger. And that gives them good work skills experience, which has actually helped them to get uh, work later on in life. Stuart, you've been researching homeschooling uh, quite significantly over this past six years. And uh, you've come to a point where uh, probably you are perhaps uh, the most... Uh, able to communicate some of the things that are happening in the homeschooling movement. And I know that listeners might be interested today in some of the deeper, meaningful things uh, that accompany homeschooling. Uh, Six years' research, uh, what sort of things would you say are highlights of the things that you've discovered over that time? Well, as far as I know, I don't think there's anyone else who's been keeping uh, accurate records of the number of students who've been home-educated in each state. And so what we've seen in... 2011 to 2016, uh, over that five-year period, we haven't got uh, figures for 2017 aren't yet out, but in that period we've seen the growth of 70% nationally in the number of students who have been home educated. Now there's a quite a significant difference between states. Well, the, the state with the largest number of home educators is Victoria. They have close to 5,000 students. Uh, The state with the highest per capita rate is Tasmania. They actually have over 1% students that are actually home educated. Western Australia is um, growing fast and it's the the highest uh, per capita mainland state with 0.8% and they've got uh, over 3,000 students. Um, And you've got... Um, well, you've got growth in every single state and territory across the state. Now, Queensland's an interesting one. I know you're in Queensland. They have grown by 285% in that, uh, in that period from uh, 900 students in 2011 to 2,300 students in 2016. So that's a, that's a massive growth in, in Queensland. Um, but it's still uh, it's from a lower base, so they still only have about 0.3 of the students in Queensland home educating. So there, there's obviously a huge trend, uh, and it's growing. It's the fastest growing education demographic in the country, and I believe with all the things that are happening, it will continue to grow at this current growth rate or even increase, given the the current factors that are happening around Australia at the moment. As you say, I might be in Queensland, but I'm talking to you in Western Australia today. And when we talk about this huge compounding growth rate, are there significant things that are happening right now? And, you know, just drawing attention to some of the debates that are going on uh, that are making parents uh, question more and more what's happening with the education of their children. How do you identify some of the trends, Stuart? Okay, so... When we were doing it uh, 20 years ago and we first began, um, you tended to find that uh, the people who were doing it had very strong ideological uh, commitments to homeschooling. You were actually um, considered a bit of a, a radical and there was, you'd even cop criticism from um, complete strangers as you took children down to the supermarket. How come your children aren't in school? So. We, that's all changed. Now, it's become far more accepted to, to home educate. The numbers have, and since 20 years ago, the numbers have actually uh, quadrupled. Um, so uh, it, people tend to know people who are home educated now compared to what it was. So it's far more acceptable to home educate. And so 
Um, back then when we started, it was probably 50% who were doing it uh, who were Christian, and now uh, that number is probably less. Not that because there's less Christians doing it, but because there's more people doing it who now see the benefits of home education. And there's some real concerns going on in Australia at the moment. Um, now, we will probably you know, talk about the the radical agenda that uh, I, I caught uh, that Bill Muhlenberg was talking about it in your last interview. But there's also uh, very much a concern that uh, bullying is on the increase in schools. And with uh, an increasing number of families who are dysfunctional, we have now have children coming to school that are, are feeling highly stressed. And uh, these are the sort of students that are actually part of the, the bullying program. So bullying is probably the number one reason that uh, people start home educating. And it's... Uh, a typical phone call that I get almost every day when a mother calls in and says, look, I've got a daughter, she's in year nine, and I just can't get her to go to school. She says to me, mum, they're horrible, I just can't go back. And other parents complain or state that it, it breaks their heart to take their, their seven-year-old to school who cries all the way to school because he's so unhappy at school. So um, bullying's a real issue. And, and the other thing is Christian students are now experiencing bullying at schools for their their beliefs and their lifestyle. And, and with the same-sex issue, they're being called homophobic, they're being called um, bigots at school for not celebrating the homosexual lifestyle. So that's a, that's a real issue. Um, we're also finding that school doesn't work very well for a lot of students and parents. Are, previously, they said, I'm just going to have to put up with it or bring some character. But um, the fact is that uh, for many students, um, that one, they don't get the one one-to-one instruct, one instruction they need. And I did a, I did a uh, analysis, and that the average child only gets four minutes per day of one-to-one -one instruction in the classroom. And for many students, that's just not enough, especially in their early years when they're trying to learn to read and, and get improve their improve their literacy skills. Uh, so that's a real issue. Mm. But let's get back to the the the, the one that you mentioned that uh, the issue of safe schools and uh, there's a lot of people out there that are just concerned that, that uh, school is now just a, a social engineering project from, from, from the Marxists that want to engineer our students to come out with a certain lifestyle and, and attitude and in many cases it's, it's, uh, we, we call it statism that they think that uh, the child will come out and expects the, the state to do everything for them to meet their every need, free education, free university, free retirement and so that what's, what's happening is that the, the, and the schools are actually trying to become the parent and the state's trying to become the parent and it reduces the, uh, the role of the parent and uh, that's a real concern for a lot of people and that's why some are actually starting homeschooling when they would never consider it previously. Stuart, we can come back to some of the issues you've raised, but let me ask you specifically about Christian families, because are there a biblical foundation that Christian families can say, well, I need to take more responsibility in the education of my child, and this may be an avenue I ought to consider. Uh, when you're a Christian and, you know, you're culturally brought up to say, well, I send my kids off to the school, a state school, or whether it's a private school, some people can't afford a private school education, so they're forced to send their children to the state schools. So what do you what do you say as a Christian? What do Christian families reflect when they think about how they might homeschool children? That's a great question, uh, Neil. Um, the Bible uh, does give some guidance on this issue. 
Um, there's a, a verse which is probably known to many of your listeners. Listeners, It says, And these words which I command you today, and this is from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 and 7, And you shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. The picture here is of an instruction process of a lifestyle, life skills process, which is taking throughout the day. It's not something that can be delegated even to the pastor or, or the, uh, the Sunday school teacher. It's something which is commanded to parents. These things which I command you today shall be in your heart. And when these things are taught by the parent, the child has a special relationship with the parent. The parent-child dynamic is there, and they see the parent's faith. They see... The, the parent, parent teaching them the scriptures, and that helps them to increase their faith. Then we've got um, Jeremiah 10:12, which says, "Thus says the Lord: Learn not the way of heathen nations." So, in many ways, some people have seen that sending your child to school is almost like sending your child down into Egypt. Um, when the Bible says, "You know, do not go down into Egypt and learn, learn their values and, and their ways." Um, so that's uh, something that uh, is, speaks to the heart of many Christians. And then when you actually put it into practice, you get the example of Timothy. And you know um, what is written of him in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, where it says, Knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So the picture is uh, in the scriptures of, um, of teaching your own children and also making sure that they are taught throughout the day. Then on, on the contrary point of view, you've got the passage in Second John, Second John verse 10, which says, If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house nor greet him. Now, this is an interesting one because the picture here is not to let someone who's got a different gospel or doctrine into your own house when you are there and you can actually uh, discuss with them and negate them. And yet we, um, we send our children to state schools where they're getting a different gospel, but they're unprotected. We're not there and we can't uh, understand what's going on. Now, Stuart, the interesting... Stuart, when oh. you're talking about these scriptures, and look, let's acknowledge there are a lot of scriptures throughout the whole Bible which talk about this responsibility of parents. And if I was bringing you back to the one you mentioned uh, at the start of talking about what sort of biblical foundation you might find, you were talking about that scripture out of Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6. And uh, people will know that the context of that scripture you're talking about, where parents, you know, when they rise up, when they go to sleep, and uh, every moment of the day they're talking about uh, what they used to call the Shema, in the scriptures, and that was uh, to teach children uh, in amongst the, uh, the 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 foreign nations that they were uh, they were among uh, that there was one God. You know, mm. hero Israel, uh, yes. there is one God, and it was about formation of a culture within the family because there were a lot of different uh, forces and. Uh, influences that were coming from outside and so the family had to take responsibility for that exactly. we're talking about the same thing aren't we because while we're not talking the three R's when you talk about this biblical foundation what you are talking about is the sort of culture that you will raise your children in and what they will believe is very important 
That's right, and it's it's uh, in in the New Testament context. It's also it's uh, the word discipleship comes in. So we need to ask the question: Who is discipling our children? Is it us as parents, or is it the the teachers at the school, or even the uh, the students at the school? Because it's not rocket science that you become like the people you spend most time with. So if you spend most of the time with um, uh, faithful Christians. Um, you'd sort of become like them. And if you spend most of your time with immature peers, you'll become like them. So the, the sad thing is that uh, for many working fathers, the, the child will actually will spend more time with their uh, teacher than with the father. And the, the teachers get them for the best hours of the day when the, <laughs> the father might get them uh, late at night when the child is tired. So that's the question a lot of uh, families are asking. Who is discipling your child? Helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Our special guest this hour is Stuart Chapman. He is the coordinator of homeschool support services for Southern Cross Educational Enterprises, which is the largest homeschool provider in Australia. You might like to have your say in our conversation. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. You might have a burning question. You might like to raise a concern. You might even have an alternative opinion. Uh, that'll be welcome to 1-800-316-316. In fact, Stuart, let's take a call from Mike in Brisbane. Hello, Mike. Welcome along. Good evening. Uh, good, good evening. Good afternoon. How are you guys? Well, thank you, Mike. What are your thoughts? Um. I just wanted to throw in my two cents worth. Um, my, my wife and I took our kids to, to Asia for uh, a number of years when they were young. Um, one of them was just about ready to go into sort of high school age, and the other one was uh, early, um, you know, grade two, grade three, that kind of age. Um, we weren't very caught up with the whole. Mike, have you got us on our hands free at the moment? It's just a little difficult hearing your your thoughts. So, can you take us onto your uh, if you're able to put put us on yeah, your? No, I'm on the hands free. I'm actually driving at the moment. You're driving. So, uh, okay. Well, we'll we'll persevere. Yep. Make your point quickly. That's right. Um, we we didn't do a lot of um, very structured teaching or anything with the girls, but we found that they grew up as very strong emotional. People um, and mentally, you know, very, very strong mentally and emotionally, and uh, I believe a lot of that's to do with the fact that, as you said, they weren't being influenced by the kids around them because they weren't any. They were more influenced by young adults who they were spending time with. Um, Mike, you're making a very good point there. Let's get a response from Stuart because the emotional development, the strength that comes from this family tie rather than uh, the exposure to other possibilities. Uh, your thoughts, Stuart, for what Mike is sharing? Well, some people have said to me, um, you're very brave to homeschool. Because I mean, you're you're taking on that responsibility, and how do you how are you going to uh, accept if it doesn't work out? Um, and look, I would say yes, it is kind of scary to, to home educate and take that responsibility. But I'd also say it's uh, pretty uh, you're brave to send your child to school because they will come out with social skills, but it may not be the social skills that you want and the emotional maturity that you want. And the research has shown that actually students who have been homeschooled are actually more mature 
um, socially. They have better social skills uh, because they're able to talk with children of different ages. Now, if you go along to a school, you have to talk to a child. Uh, even in the playground, they'll separate the year eights from the year nines and say, oh, that's the year eight area, that's the year nine area, and it's considered a social blunder to be seen talking to a child in a different year group. That does not prepare you well for adult life, where you have to talk to people of different ages and be able to communicate um, with people who have different interests to you. So homeschoolers are actually uh, well prepared for life emotionally and socially, and it's, it's a, one of the myths of homeschooling that they will be a social misfit. So I can perfectly understand what uh, Mike has been saying there. Thank you so much to Mike in Brisbane for your input today. We're taking calls on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Let's jump to the other side of the country. Suzette is in Bunbury in WA. Hello, Suzette. Welcome along. Oh, hi. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Suzette? Um. We are um, originally from South Africa and we've stayed in New Zealand for some time and now being in Australia. And for me, the big thing is how do we actually find out um, more about the homeschooling thing? Because, you know, um, I've got children of different various ages and there is so much cutting, self-harm. They don't know who they are. Um, The influences of children especially in front of your eyes, when you see your children change from happy, bubbly people and then as soon as they go into the schools and um, it's like uh, depression. I mean, if you've got children that that needs to go and see psychologists because of what's going on at school, they talk about um, their friends, um, they had to go and call a teacher because this friend literally on school grounds tried to commit suicide. You know, and those are things that break your heart as a parent, um, you know, and you kind of like, you want them to be exposed to um, normal things, but the stuff that's going on in school these days, unfortunately, is to the point where I can't see my kids benefit from it, but I don't have the knowledge to, um, you know, educate them myself, which makes it hard. Suzette, let's get a response from Stuart. Stuart, your thoughts for Suzette? Yes, well, it's interesting. When a child goes to kindergarten or year of foundation or prep, whatever it is, and they're different in different states, but um, the teacher asks them, who, who can sing? Everyone puts their hand up. Who can draw? Everyone puts their hand up. By the time they get to year six, the same question is asked. No one puts their hand up because no one wants to be embarrassed to think that someone they think that they can't sing or can't draw. So there's this uh, they're happy they come happy they they come full of life and in, and engaged in learning in kindergarten. But by the time they reach upper primary school, they have lost that zeal because they're more concerned about what other people are thinking than actually enjoying learning itself. So that's a real issue uh, for someone who lives in Western Australia in in Bunbury. Um, there is a lot of information about how to start homeschooling and how to get going. You can get that from, uh, there's a website called Homeschool WA, um, which uh, I've, I've, I'm a, um, the director of that site. So uh, that will give you a lot of information about homeschooling in Western Australia. So, yes, I can completely understand the, the concerns that uh, the school is um, not a safe environment. In fact, we have... Some parents ring in and say, look, my child is withdrawn. They're not talking to me. I'm actually concerned for their their health. And we find that if uh, they pull their child out and do homeschooling, within six weeks, um, many a parent has said, it's like I've got my little girl back again. 
she's happy, she's enjoying life and learning, and it's been a complete and utter transformation. So uh, I really encourage uh, families, if, you're, if your child is feeling uh, depressed and, and uh, is self-harming, that homeschooling is a very viable option. Thank you so much to Suzette from Bunbury in WA. Let's go to another part of the country. Joe is in Victoria. Hello, Joe. Welcome along. Hi. Hi, how are you? Very well. Joe, what are your thoughts? Um, mine's just coming from the direction of guilt for not homeschooling. Um, especially like in Victoria at the moment, there's the unsafe schools program in the state schools, etc. that's going on. That's this cry for, oh, pull your kids out, homeschool, you know, which... I identify with the previous caller, which is fantastic to go, yeah, I want to homeschool my child. But like that caller, um, I personally wouldn't feel confident in teaching them myself. I, I'm flat out being patient enough to do readers with them after school. Do you know what I mean? So, And there's a lot of other factors there. There's toddlers involved. There's, and I would look at that and go, that just seems impossible to me to do. And I reckon homeschooling mums are just like, best in the world. Okay, you can feel a guilt there. Let's get a response from Stuart on that sort of feeling that you have as a parent when you you couldn't really have the confidence to do the homeschooling. Yes, well, that's uh, a very common um, response. In fact, the hardest thing about homeschooling is actually starting. And we have found that um, there's a lot of negative attitudes towards homeschooling. And um, the thing is that our parents went to school. They sent us to school. We, that's what you do. You send your children to school. And to do something different is actually quite um, a huge step. And it takes um, a lot of courage to do that. And there's no question that homeschooling is not for the faint-hearted. It's not easy. But uh, on the other hand, uh, it's a lot easier than it was when we first started because uh, it was hard to get in contact with people. There was little support uh, around. Now, there's three types of uh, methodologies for homeschooling. There's the unschooling approach or natural learning approach where you let a child direct their own learning. You've got the eclectic approach, which I think is what um, some people get really um, anxious about, the fact that they have to drive the curriculum, they have to do everything. And, and for some people that works really well and it works fantastically, uh, but others they just would feel overwhelmed trying to uh, do all that. That's why some people choose the third option, which is use a pre-prepared curriculum, which is most things are done for you and you can you still have to be engaged and, and um, be participate with the child but for the for the families or the, the parents who think I could never do this um, there is that option that you could get a pre-prepared curriculum and that's what we offer um, that it's it's 90% is done for you let's take a call from Leslie in Victoria hello Leslie welcome along hello Neil hello I'm well hello. Leslie what are your thoughts uh, my my school days of uh, for five years I was in the the Mundu state. From I went to two state schools. While my father was alive, my father was a very heavy smoker, and um, uh, five years of non non education at all in the state school system. Not at all. There was no education for five years until I was ten years old, and my father died when I was nine years old. And uh, I, I t- went, come home one afternoon from the state school system, and I was out in the garden to weed the garden all day. Leslie, how old are you now? I am 64, going on 65 now. <laughs> okay, and what are your thoughts about actual homeschooling these days? Homeschooling, what I believe is in homeschooling, I've, I've witnessed uh, a teacher that pulled the, their students out of a... Uh, 
out of out of the state school system and taught them at home. They they teachers themselves, and they thought, well, the school's not teaching them really high education, and they get a lot of support from home base. And Christian-based. Leslie, you raise a good point there. Uh, sometimes uh, children are being pulled back by uh, what's happening in their school environment. Uh, your response for Leslie Stewart? Yes, that's a good point. So I've been in the uh, the school system recently. I've uh, done a, a little contract uh, um, placement, and uh, it doesn't uh, ever fail to surprise me that. Uh, over 50% of students in the school system are actually working well below what they are capable of working. They have this attitude that they want to do as little as possible and I would say that um, those 50 or even more, it might be 70% of students, are only working at 30% of capacity. And so the, the, a lot of the school day is actually uh, wasted because the students know that they've no matter what they do, they get out at 3pm. So it doesn't matter if they work fast or slow, the day is over at 3pm. It's not like until you get the job done. So they work as slow as possible. They continually raise red herrings to get off the topic and uh, they consider that uh, talking is more important than actually getting down and, and doing their uh, the three hours. So, yes, I can certainly appreciate that. But at home, you can't hide when there's only one or two of you. So <laughs> you can't get away with too much at home with uh, mum or dad uh, looking after you. So homeschooling is far more efficient and we find that the students who are home educated can get through far more work in a shorter period of time which then allows them to explore um, their, their real interests. So yes, homeschooling is, is more efficient than, than being at school. Thank you to Leslie from Victoria. We're taking calls on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Let's hear from Annie in Port Lincoln in South Australia. Hello Annie, welcome along. Hi Neil, hi Stuart. Um, I'm a parent who's been homeschooling my two children for the last four years and um, and I want to just say that, yes, Stuart's right, it's definitely more efficient. Both of my children have um, have come ahead. They're probably both two years ahead now, so it definitely makes um, a big difference in that sense. And I just wanted to encourage all the parents that are thinking about it and feel like um, it's overwhelming or that they're not capable because... Um, I did feel like that at the beginning as well and, you know, the fact that you're not a teacher, um, it, it is quite daunting. But I just want to say that there's really, really good curriculums out there um, and there's a lot of support on um, Facebook pages I use mainly. Um, but, yeah, I just want to encourage anyone who's thinking about it to um, really have a, a close look at it because um, I think anyone can do it. And any interested in the idea that your kids are actually ahead of their age group that they would be in in school? Uh, is this a typical thing, Stuart, where uh, kids work their own pace and sometimes they're working way ahead of their other peers? Well, yes. Uh, some students will come out of the school uh, system um, and they'll be a couple of years behind uh, the, what their average is for their chronological age. And we find with that one-on-one instruction um, that they can actually improve their literacy and numeracy skills greatly and they're not uh, having to do all these social engineering courses. (laughs) And so, yes, uh, they catch up very quickly. Uh, We had a child who had speech issues. We had a special needs child. And um, we were recommended to send him to a special school for, uh, for a small class size, but we decided not to and kept him at home. And, look, he finished uh, behind 
he didn't finish his year 10 until he was uh, nearly 17, but he finished. And uh, whereas in school he would have been constantly reminded that he was behind, and we were always telling him, you're doing great, you're doing a great job. And he actually got through, he got finished, he got on and got a trade. So uh, for those students who are having learning difficulties, it's a great way to go at their own pace and not feel as if they're behind the rest of the class. But yes, it's true that uh, a child um, can really accelerate. We've actually had children finish the Year 12 program when they're 11 and 13 years of age and go on to do university courses and finish their, their gra undergraduate courses by the time they're 16 or 17. So it, it can be a, a, a great way to accelerate your child's learning. Thank you so much to Annie in Port Lincoln in South Australia. We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Let's talk to Megan in Tasmania. Hello, Megan. Welcome along. Megan, have we got you? Megan, you might like to try and call us back. Let's hear from Jonathan in WA. Hello, Jonathan. Yes, uh, you know, <clears throat> to say the truth, where, where I came from, we had private school called Mason School. So when I arrived in Paris in WA 2005, it wasn't strange to me, so I put my children in the home school where we are having a church. So I don't have a problem. It needs something to be promoted in this country because we see the whole world is turning upside down. There are a lot of false teachers going in the private school, so they go that Australia should break the home school and allow their children to get out of the rubbish and teach their own children the way God wants to teach our children. Uh, Jonathan, good thoughts there for people who are arriving on our shores uh, to homeschool their children. Your thoughts for Jonathan, uh, whether you picked up uh, everything Jonathan was saying there, Stuart? Didn't catch all of it, but uh, I know that uh, people who come from overseas are actually quite shocked at the uh, the behaviour standard of students in Australian schools, um, especially from South Africa. Uh, they're they're appalled at the way that students will talk to teachers and the general behaviour. So and the, the lack of respect for authority. So certainly for those from overseas, uh, home education can be a um, a nice. Uh, transition stage uh, as they, especially if English is their second language, um, to pick up on, on skills and also uh, learn the, the way of our culture. So uh, we find there's uh, a lot of people who've, who've moved from overseas. Uh, that's probably a higher per capita rate of homeschooling than, than Australians that, that, for that very reason. Jonathan from Perth in WA, thank you so much for your input today here on 2020. 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to join in our conversation, you might have a burning question you've always wanted to ask about homeschooling, uh, whether you wanted to talk about the parents who do the homeschooling or the children and the outcomes that could be expected there. Before we take any more calls, let me ask you, Stuart, uh, some parents, and I think there's a bit of a, a thread coming through in the sorts of things people are talking about here, the idea of losing innocence uh, in the state school system or indeed in private school systems in just generally having your children in school, uh, something you can in fact uh, contain or maintain for longer is the idea of your children's innocence. Uh, what are your thoughts on that issue? Well, the Bible's pretty clear. It says that uh, male and female, he created them. And yet nowadays, even in kindergarten, they're starting to talk about gender fluidity. And from what I've been hearing, that in the teacher colleges or universities, they're actually encouraging young teachers not to tell, talk, talk to students as boys and girls. 
as young people because they, they, even for a child in year one, they're saying, well, they may not have worked out their gender identity yet. Now, this is insane. <laughs> it really is insane. But, but they're talking about uh, introducing sex, sexual concepts at an ever younger age. And, and not only that, but uh, things which uh, we would, the Bible would call unnatural. And in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 12, it says, For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. So unfortunately our young children are actually being exposed to things that they should have no knowledge about and we've had many a parent say their child has come home and spoken these swear words that they've never heard before from at home. So there is a real concern that school is actually um, introducing concepts which are totally uh, inappropriate for a child at, at a certain age. And you're describing what you might say is a climate of uncertainty. And do you think this uncertainty, though, is driving the interest that parents have in uh, the idea of having their children homeschooled? Is that one of the drivers? Well, people are... Uh don't know what's happening in the schools. As you said, some people don't even know whether their school has been assigned as a, uh, applying the Safe Schools program. And, and to be honest, if your seven-year-old comes home from school and you ask them, oh, what you learn in school today or what did you do in school today, you, you're not likely, <laughs> if you've got a seven-year-old boy, like I had four of them, you, you're not likely to get much more, oh, not much, I don't know. So you really don't know as a parent all the things that are taking place in school. And yet, uh, if we did know, I'm sure that a lot of parents would be taking their child out uh, immediately because there is an agenda and there are teachers who's, who's, who are atheists and they, are, they have an agenda to actually um, to oppose the Christian worldview and they, they consider it um, patriarchal, they, they consider it uh, their duty to instruct their, uh, your children in their personal worldview. And we're not aware of this. And so I think parents have every right to, to feel anxious uh, and uh, have real concerns about what's happening in, in the schools. Taking calls, one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Let's hear from Geraldine in Victoria. Hello, is it Geraldine or Geraldine? Yes, Geraldine. Geraldine. Yep. What are your Hi. thoughts? Um, well, I homeschooled, my husband and I, we homeschooled our four children. And um, I just... Uh, the last, the youngest went to uni this year, which is very exciting for us. We've entered a new stage of life and I just want to encourage anyone out there who's thinking about it to get in touch with, um, you know, experienced homeschoolers and it's, it's just been the best lifestyle. It's been absolutely fantastic and, um, it, it's just a great way to have family. Uh, well, uh, Geraldine, just uh, a great encouragement there to parents to uh, do some exploration. And uh, I'll take that as a fabulous comment, uh, just so we can fit in as many calls as we can. Thank you so much, Geraldine. Let's hear from Linda in Queensland. Hello, Linda. Hello. Linda, yes. what are your thoughts today? Oh, well, I have um, eight children that I have homeschooled for uh, many years. <laughs> And the eldest would be about 29 and the youngest is 13. And I still am homeschooling the last two. 
<laughs> That's amazing. Yep. Yeah. So eight children. You're still homeschooling the last two. The oldest is 29. You've been doing this for a long, long time. And I yeah. imagine that a lot of things that uh, have been shared on today's program have been resonating with you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they certainly have. And um, I'd like to encourage others to do it because it's fantastic. And you have a good family lifestyle. You have, it, it's just Really good. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, your thoughts, Stuart. Uh, what's your response for Linda? Oh, well, what we have here is a wonderful story of uh, a successful homeschooling journey. And that's what it is. It's a journey. You actually journey with your children and you see them growing and you see them learning. And the other thing is uh, the children become very good friends with their siblings and uh, that's a wonderful thing. You know, it's almost considered, um, there's no, there can be sibling, sibling rivalry, but our children are great mates and friends and that'll last for the rest of their lives. And the other thing is, uh, in, uh, is it for John, uh, I have to, for John 10, I think it is, um, that I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. And what you've heard there in that testimony is to see and know that your children uh, grow up in the knowledge and the admonition of the Lord. And look, I'm not saying it's going to happen with every child that is home educated, but the 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 uh, overall percentages and the statistics show that those who have home educated have a greater number of students who go on to love and serve God. So it doesn't get any better than that. Thank you so much to Linda from Queensland. We had one caller, Beth, who couldn't stay on the phone, but she says if there's a special needs child and a school struggles to get extra funding to meet the child's needs. How does homeschool deal with a situation like that? Uh, is there a short answer to that sort of question, Stuart? Well, that's probably one of the top three reasons that people are actually homeschooling is that they have a special needs child. We had one. And, um, yes, there is plenty of support. Uh, people have mentioned Facebook. There's, uh, there's groups. People get in uh, expert uh, tutors. Um, others will join a support group for that particular learning difficulty that they might have. The other issue is that they are able to... A lot of these students would be fine in schools if they had a teacher's aid, but the school can't afford one. But the, te the parent can be the teacher's aid. And a lot of these students thrive just on a structured program with one-to-one -one instruction. And we'll find that uh, you know, probably 80% of students with learning difficulties will we'll thrive just in that situation without necessarily getting extra professional help. So that's, that's our experience in reality. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision Christian Radio. Stuart Chapman is our guest. He's the Homeschool Support Services uh, person for the Southern Cross Educational Enterprises, the largest homeschool provider in Australia, and uh, certainly struck a chord with so many listeners this morning, Stuart. Uh, for people who are wanting to get extra information, and not everybody will want to sign up today, uh, but certainly there'll be people who'll want to explore some of the issues we've been talking about. Is there like Q&A pages, uh, question answer, uh, information that people can get when they go to your website? Uh, yes, there is. Um, there's a couple of websites. If you're in um, the eastern states, I suggest you just Google Southeast Home Education 
is uh, Ministry of, of uh, SKI, Southern Cross Educational Enterprises. If you're in the West, Homeschool WA is a... Uh, just Google Homeschool WA and you'll get uh, a great information there. Or you can go to the main website, which is uh, uh, au. Okay, so uh, ski, that's S-C-E-E dot E-D-U dot A-U, and that stands for Southern Cross Educational Enterprises. And I imagine that there's a whole lot of different uh, elements to the curriculum, the way that it's all presented, and people can get an idea of where their child might fit into a, a homeschooling program. That's right. We, we cover the whole uh, gamut. We maths, English, science, social studies, uh, creative writing, and there's, uh, there's over 50 electives to choose from uh, in, in secondary school. So, and you get teacher support and you get help with registration because that's a big uh, concern for people starting homeschooling. How are we going to fill in all the documentation to get registration? Well, we, we assist with that that process as well, which uh, takes the, uh, the worry out of, of starting homeschooling. And Stuart, as I understand it, there are support groups in all the states and territories around Australia. Yes, that's right. Uh, the homeschooling community has really grown enormously over the last 10 years and uh, there are Facebook groups, There's, uh, we run uh, activities uh, where you can meet with other homeschoolers as well. And um, we have fa- um, contact pages so that you can just meet up informally with other people who live in your local area, even if you don't live in the city and live in a fairly rem- uh, remote rural community. Uh, we'll, we'll help you find the nearest homeschool families for you. We'll certainly appreciate your insights today. As I say, it has struck a chord certainly with so many listeners. Uh, that website to follow through and get some more information for the Southern Cross Educational Enterprises, the largest homeschooler provider in Australia, is scee.edu.au. S-C-E-E. .edu.au Stuart Chapman, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020 You're very welcome, good to talk to you Neil Before you go, thanks for listening There's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember, Vision is listener supported Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.